Welcome to Pillows on the Windows, the 10th episode recorded September 12th, 2020. Carly, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Um, I'm doing okay. Do you take ibuprofen when you have a headache? Um, I'm straight edge. I don't take a single thing because I'm not Ugh, a slave to God. the man and your drugs. Enjoy your drug dependence, Carly, drinking your coffee. Oh, my God. Oh, I need I caffeine. It. I need caffeine to be a living person. Okay. Anyways, I find it really annoying when people don't take medicine for their headaches because it would That's go me. away. Yeah, it would just go away within 20 minutes and you would be happy. Mm. Or I can have a headache for the entire duration of this podcast and in doing so, give the people listening a headache. Oh, okay. Because I'll be grumpy and quiet. Oh, good. That's fun. It's like uh, the one thing you don't want during an improv session is a headache because it's very hard to yes and when you just want to go to sleep. No stop. More like it. <laughs> <laughs> I would go to an improv show where everyone just says no stop. <laughs> I'm at a dentist office. No stop. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Oh, we what's we. Carly. What's up? We're here to talk about movies. Yeah. But we're going to start by talking about the Dune trailer. Oh, is that our icebreaker? Ville Dilvenuvo's new film, Dune. <laughs> Denuvo. <laughs> what is his name? Denis Villeneuve, I think is it. Okay, a you just rearranged Decently what I said. fair okay. one. Okay. Yeah. We got Timothee Chalamet. That's right. Okay, we got Zendaya. Oski Isaac. Oski Isaac. Uh, Batista, it looks like, was in there somewhere. Rebecca Ferguson. Okay. Don't know who um, that is. But Carly. She, okay, yep. Your hype about Dune. I, okay, yeah. I'll give the general reasoning and background. Okay, I feel like we're in court. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know anything about Dune. Mm -hmm. Haven't seen the Lynch movie. Mm -hmm. Haven't read the book. Mm -hmm. I know nothing. Okay. I'm coming in blind. Okay. But I loved Denis Villeneuve very much, and I love just about everyone in the movie. And I guess, like, my the way I'm thinking about this is I also went in completely blind to his other adaptation, Blade Runner 2049. Or I don't know if you would call it an ad adaptation, I guess, but his other. That was Charlie Kaufman card. Okay, very good. No, His stop. other canon. Uh, it was a sequel to a movie, we could say, I guess. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, and I think a lot of that is because I love the people in it and I love his filmmaking. So I feel like I'm set up for success here. Okay. Who, uh, I get him and someone else confused, I think. Who did Enemy? That's Denis Villeneuve. It is. Okay. Yes. I'm, I think I get him confused with uh, Yorgos <laughs> Lanthimos. Possibly. They're very different. Okay, but their names are silly in a way where I can't remember either one. <laughs> they're foreign, so therefore. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Christopher Nolan is, is possibly foreign. We can't seem to figure out. I think, honestly, the more fair confusion is Christopher Nolan and Denis Villeneuve. Not in quality of filmmaking, but just like the tone and the way the movies look. In my disinterest in watching their movies? Sure. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> um, but no, the trailer came out car for Dune. I thought we already had gotten a trailer, but I guess not. We got a lot of pictures. Okay, pictures are cool. Oh yeah, sad Timote on the beach. Yeah. 
Saranoff One Direction press photo. Uh, yes. Okay. What did you think, Car? Are you are you still excited? Yeah, I'm still excited. I mean, the trailer. Stupid. I like it. The trailer looks like, I guess, what I would expect the trailer to look like. Like, I don't think the trailer specifically made me more excited or there weren't a ton of things in the trailer that I was like, oh, this changes the game. Like, it's kind of exactly what I expected out of it. Okay. Okay. So, like, young adult fiction adaptation. Hey, hey, hey. That's really what it looks like, Car. Yeah, it's got a gray thing going on. Yeah, it's got a lot of like people in giant space looking sad as like yeah. sci-fi is happening somewhere. Yeah. Um, I hope it's a little bit more elevated than uh, what you're describing in the end, but I understand where uh, yeah. you're coming from with the trailer. Um, really no interest on my end uh, <laughs> in this. Just nothing about it looks interesting to me, I guess. I mean... We we love Timothée. We love. I'm I'm caressing Timotei. my poster of Timothée right now in Ladybird. Yes. Um, yes. But uh, who was uh, Ex Machina? That's Alex Garland okay. who did Annihilation. Okay. I I'm losing the plot on all these uh, <laughs> modern <laughs> directors, but okay. there you, you're getting to something there where it's a lot of. Uh, sad. Yeah, <laughs> sci-fi. sci-fi. Yep. Yeah, like uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's I don't not think unfair, I, like, I guess. I don't think I like sad sci-fi all that much, but uh, I love sad sci-fi. I know you do. This sure looks like that. Um, I'll be interested, I guess, just because Dune is so cool. It's like Game of Thrones, I think, at its at a point, but in space. What do you mean? Well, it's all about like the politics of this oh, world sure. and the dynasties and all that stuff. And you don't really get a lot of that out of the trailer, I feel like. Yeah. And I think like it, that's like it, up until Blade Runner, I guess, like the story and the scripts were what I I think is great about Denis Villeneuve movies. I guess like also the visuals, but um I, like, I think he has it in him to bring that to the table. And maybe the trailer is just like the, oh, we have to show the worm and <laughs> stuff. You, you could not make that trailer without showing the worm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the worm looks cool. Yeah. I, I've just yeah. seen that concept so many times now. Where it's like, yeah, that is a big CGI worm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't really excite me too much, but yeah. I'm sure in the theater I won't go to, it'll look and sound great. Yeah, that's the other thing. I really, if I had my way, they would just say like, hey, let's put a pause on this. Let's revisit in like April. Yeah. Um, Because I I want to see this in the theater so badly. I don't really want to watch this at home. Sure. It looks like it's going for scope in a way where that would translate better. Right. I feel you. How do you feel about them making the decision to split this into two films? <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing until now. Is that oh, right? Yeah, this is part one of two. No way. And both are Denis? I believe so. Really? I don't know how I haven't heard that before. <laughs> this is like my Breaking territory. Down. Oh, my goodness. 
Hmm. Okay. Um, when's the next one coming out? Um, depending on how this movie does, possibly never. I, I don't mm. know. <laughs> um, and I could be wrong, I guess, but that was a lot of the scuttlebutt online was that this is part one huh. of the first book, which I think makes a ton of sense because that's a lot of book to turn into a two hour movie. Yeah, I guess it bums me out because I want Denis to make other stuff like Enemy also. Like, yeah. I don't just want blockbusters from him. Just stuck in franchise land forever. Yeah, that kind yeah. of bums me out, I guess. Sure. Well, he could have shot both of the, I guess I don't know. How that yeah, work. that's what I'm kind of wondering is like uh, how close to ready is the other one like is yeah. it gonna be five years down the line or oh, a Timotei couple years with like a beard grizzled oh, no. Timotei. That sounds awesome. aging via facial hair what's in the box <laughs> yes yeah pain yeah speaking of pain car okay what uh, movie would you like to talk about first oh is it okay um hmm should we keep our Soderberg train going Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Logan Lucky Car. Yeah. Very bad name for a movie, I think. Uh, especially bad because there was that other Logan that came there out sure like was. within the same year. <laughs> I genuinely thought they were related until yeah. like a year and a half ago. I just had never heard of this movie. Logan oh, really? Lucky, yeah. Um, this is Ocean's Eleven, but in the deep south. Yeah, I like so once I learned, OK, it is not, in fact, tied to what is the other one about Wolverine? Yeah. Once I learned it was not tied to that, I realized that it was a heist movie. I didn't realize it was going to be exactly Ocean's yeah. Eleven, but different. <laughs> Just the format <laughs> like, once more. Yes. But like, yeah. Without any of the money behind it or behind right. their heist. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Car. Me too. I loved it. Yeah. I think uh, if anything, if nothing else, this man can cast a movie. He can make a movie with the perfect casting. Every. OK, I won't say everyone in Hollywood is in this, but like 80 percent. It is every person who shows up. I was like, you, you're there. I, I, Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes? Yes, exactly. And then even like people I like a lot who are. I think decently well known now, but not not a Katie Holmes or not a Channing Tatum. Like, sure. did you catch the Queen of Earth lady? Yes. As, yes. Uh, Sheila or whatever her name was. Shania. Sylvia. <laughs> Sylvia. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then um, the non Hillary Swank FBI agent is my green room guy and Blue Ruin. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and Hillary Swank's in it. Yes, <laughs> she is. And both of them, by the way, are yes. in the hunt together. No, stop. Yes. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> um, Adam Driver's yes. in this movie. Yes. Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig is fantastic in this movie. Yes, he is. Dwight Riley Keough, <laughs> or however you say your name. There's a lot of people in this movie. Yes. Not 11. Just like three, but still very good. Seth MacFarlane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was maybe the only bummer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
I didn't recognize him yeah. at first. It took a while. At the end, I definitely didn't. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Crap. I oh. just don't like that they're, they would be in the same room together. They being like Soderbergh and Seth MacFarlane. Or Seth MacFarlane and anyone, really? Yes. Okay. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's nothing special, really, this movie, but it's just a really well done heist movie, I think. I think it's a little bit special. Like, I think he. Yeah, it really does feel like a continuation of the Oceans movies where he is subverting the exact movie he's making. Yeah. Um, because for a chunk of the movie, you're very unsure of whether the heist was for not entirely. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And I think that's really, really fun. Oh, oh, my goodness. What's that? What is I get that? That's my phone. I get these calls all the time that my extended warranty on my car is expiring. <laughs> I get That's like fun. all the time. Um, Carly. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. But at the same time, I think the. <clears throat> it's OK that it, this is not like swanky Hillary swanky Vegas heist, <laughs> but yeah. uh, there's nothing about the heist really that sets it apart i think like it it is a heist in the way that soderbergh films heists and um that's fine and it's fun to just kind of like sink back into that mood yeah but i'm not even sure it really takes advantage of the change in setting and tone i mean it's a much more modest heist which is fun like it's not as complicated it's not as like technological um, and you get a lot of mileage out of like Daniel Craig with the gummy bears and all that stuff. Oh that's my all really fun. God, yeah, it's I mean, so that sounds good. really fun, but it's just like, yes. it didn't like, I wasn't like, oh my God, this is like Soderbergh's lost treasure, Logan Lucky. I was like, oh, he's doing the thing again. That's fun. I think it's special because like there's a, a few different ways that heist movies normally go. I think it's either the like other Oceans movies where it's some. Um, uh, very wealthy dudes in suits yeah. uh, in a place like Vegas. Or it's like the town and it's like some rough guys robbing a bank. You know what I mean? Yeah, like people get shot because things go wrong. Right, yeah. yeah. And they're not doing it for any of the right reasons. And what a, it's those are fun because of the heist and then typically nothing else. This is sure. yeah. very different in that it... I, I just think it's cool that like he chose a completely different setting and it does like it. He jam packs this with parts of the real world. Like there are so many brands in this movie <laughs> yeah. constantly yeah. and so many references to real things that exist in like our world of what 2015 when he probably made this or something. Um, and he uses these characters who you might assume are incapable because they're southern and don't have like means uh, means and they're working like blue collar jobs that's right um and then he like also subverts that and like it 
In the same way that a lot of times in the other Oceans movies, something seems like it's going wrong, but actually it's all part of the plan. Yeah. They carry out the same tricks here, which like, yeah. okay, that might just be Soderbergh being lazy with his tropes. But I also, <laughs> he's like taking a cast of characters you, he knows the audience won't expect are capable of this. Yeah. And then they do it. Yeah, totally. And I also kind of like with the brand thing, I like that you're getting kind of this Soderbergh viewpoint on something like a NASCAR race, which right. is kind of this weird outsider perspective where it looks kind of flashy and uh, more exciting, I think, because he's giving it kind of that Vegas kind of glossy look, which is a lot of fun. Like right. They're, they're bringing the things down on the cars to do whatever that does. And it's just like this whole like it has no bearing on the movie, but it's just kind of like style setting the mood, setting the yeah. environment type of thing that Soderbergh's really good at. And it, 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 he's really effective at making it feel like a character in the movie. I think in the same way that like Vegas feels like a character in the Ocean's movies. Oh, yeah. yeah like it's not just an event. It doesn't feel isolated to a race. It feels like a culture. Like it feels yeah, like totally. a whole organism. Yeah. Which is super cool. You get the planes flying over and everything. It's just like, okay, this is yeah, a big deal it, like, to these people. Yeah. And I don't know. Do you get this sense? Maybe this is just like my view of NASCAR. Mm. But the same way that <laughs> that was shot, like all of the the singing of the national anthem and the planes and everything. I have the same reaction to like when I see clips of like the DNC and RNC. Where it's oh, like, totally. Yeah. How are we doing this as a country? This is insane. That's like any sports event. Though. No, you're it's gonna, true. You're going to get yeah. all that crap. Yeah. 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 But totally. It has it has this kind of eerie or not eerie, but kind of like uncanny feel to it where it's just like all this pomp and circumstance. And then you got poor Channing Tatum limping around trying to steal a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. From cashiers or whatever is happening. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, one of the most realistic, as someone, there is a person in this movie who basically has the role I do in this specific circumstance where <laughs> all the credit card machines go down and she's like running around like, just go offline, go offline, do it right now. Mm-hmm. We have to get this taken care of. And I've been there and I think it's a really realistic portrayal of how that goes. <laughs> where it's just like some poor person is just trying to grapple like thousands of people trying to pay for something and they can't and getting angry and it's just like stuff is popping off and i thought that was really well done that whole thing and like the moment which is so crucial to the plot of the movie where they just have to be like we'll figure out the cash later like we there's no way we can possibly manage (laughs) all of these things at once yep yeah it's fantastic very good yeah and uh, it's also believable, yeah. or like I think important that this heist in this setting would be carried out by like this cast of characters because yeah. I don't believe like seemingly Danny Ocean is just this genius who can do no wrong, right? But would he really know how like people working these jobs would think and what they would do in these situations? Probably right. not. Like that's not feasible. Yeah. But you're saying Adam Driver does because he's a man of the earth? Well, yeah. I mean, he's working like I'm sure he's doing some of the same tasks when he's working his bartending job. Like, I I don't know. They're just more familiar with what like normal people do instead of what high rollers in Vegas do. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. 
And I like, uh, I'm not going to bring up Ocean's 8 too, too much, but just I think the way that this all wraps up at the end is way more satisfying than Ocean's 8, where Ocean's 8 was just yeah. like a slideshow of people with money. And then this is kind of like, no, they're kind of still in the same spot, but, you know, their lives have changed in this specific way. And then it all kind of wraps up together again with Hillary Swank at the end. And I thought that was a good way to end a movie like this. Yeah, it was interesting because this is the only one of the Soderbergh heist movies I've seen that like ends with a sour note. Yeah. Or totally. like the whole thing with the Logan family is that they are unlucky. And you think like, oh, they're finally this is their moment. And then no, the <laughs> FBI agent is still on the case. And like it's just well, too... <laughs> in all and, like Channing Tatum literally just confessed across the bar from her. Like yeah. they're gonna get caught. It's gonna oh, yeah. be over. Like yeah. 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 I love that she's just kinda going rogue because she's so because her jaw clenches so much that she just has yes. to <laughs> solve this case. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like I think maybe what they were going for with James Corden's character, but it just works yeah. a lot better here. Yeah. It's so interesting because that last chunk, yeah, very similar trajectory. And then I completely agree that this caps it off much better. It's a good movie, Car. Yeah, it's a good movie. This One more scene choice. I want to call out. Yes. I just I giggled so hard at the <laughs> the prison strike where they're yeah. asking for the new Game of Thrones <laughs> books. <laughs> Still plays today. <laughs> Still plays. Yeah. I think it's so funny. Oh my god! And like I, I don't know. Like I'm sure that works less well in 30 years when someone is watching this. But I think it's sure. worth it to just like have the fun now. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. It does feel really weird. It feels unlike his usual style, his usual game. Yeah. But yeah, works okay. I really liked when uh, Daniel Craig is explaining his bomb he made and then all of a sudden he's just writing formulas on the, the wall yes, <laughs> yes 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 that was really fun yeah in general this like made me realize all over again how lucky we are to have daniel craig he's so good in like everything. he's so good <laughs> yeah and he like he can be the most serious character ever in james bond and he can yeah. also be this and it's awesome he can be like scary and funny at the same time. Yeah. Which and then he good. can be what's his face in um Knives Out. I don't know. And... I <laughs> yes. Awesome. Yeah. We love you, Daniel Craig. We love you, Timote. Yes. We're loving the men this episode. <laughs> yes, we must. Okay. Um Car, is there anything you would like to do that only you have <clears throat> seen, as we usually do at this point in the show? Should I go another We Love the Men? um yes okay yeah i rewatched fight club what i rewatched fight club oh i thought you said flight club and i was like what is flight club car no it's my favorite plane movie what is fight club car it's 1997 what is fight club um i was honestly gonna ask you the same question like I like Fight Club. Back off. Yeah. Hey, back no, off, no. man. Okay, can I do this? Can you tell me what the deal with Fight Club is? Or like, what? I'm not supposed to do that. Okay, very good. Ha 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 We made the joke. First rule, second rule, funny, funny, funny. No stop. <laughs> no stop. Yes, that's right. Um, 
Okay, so I, I, I guess I'll just go into Fight please, Club. Please, please. I haven't seen this in full since, I think, before college. Okay. And then I had a couple of those times in college where, like, it's on in a friend's dorm room and you're Yikes. just kind of, like, passively watching Yikes. it. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes, big time. Okay. Um, and <laughs> What a sad I, scene. Okay. <laughs> yes. And the first time I watched it, Young Innocent Carly, uh... Great time. And okay. I remember like watching it on my laptop and like pausing it and trying to get back to the points when you would see Tyler Durden flash and then Whoa. like disappear and think that was like the craziest, coolest thing in the world. OK. Um, And then I also lived through the entire cycle of people being like Fight Club is like toxic and bad. Okay. And then wanted to give myself another chance to just like absorb it for what I believe and see um and that's what this <laughs> viewing was okay <clears throat> very good and i think it's like befuddling i don't okay. know i think like we were texting about this a little bit but i think this is the ultimate um when we were talking about uh i'm thinking of ending things last time we pointed out like every criticism can be met with well that's the point yeah i think fight club is the ultimate instance of that where every yeah i think every complaint anyone could possibly raise can be met with a well that's the point of it um okay like i don't know the initial things that come to mind are like uh the entire like not the plot of the movie but the plot of uh the people in the flight club is fight club is very stupid and um reckless and whatever okay that's the point of the movie sure uh, it's like super toxic and male okay that's the point of the movie sure you know what i mean like yeah. I, I there's no way to talk about this i don't think without we it's very confusing to me what david fincher's intentions were hmm. okay so i guess i want i'm asking you what do you think david fincher's intentions were uh well i mean he's adapting a book so are we ascribing this to David Fincher or to... I think we are because, I don't know, I've learned from other David Fincher adaptation Gone Girl that he doesn't care about the source text, I don't think. <laughs> okay. Um, this is besides the point, but I think the movie is better than the book. I didn't it, know that you had read the book. Yeah. The, I haven't. They're very similar, but the book has a very different ending, and I think the movie has a better ending. Okay. Can you tell me what the book ending is? Yeah, he the main character, like it's been so long, but I think he dies and he's like talking to God at the end or something. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so I think the movie has a really good ending. So I prefer the <laughs> movie yeah. ending. Yes. Um, like, are you asking me what you what I think David Fincher is trying to say through Fight Club? Sure. Yeah. I have no idea. I just. Yeah. I, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I like Fight Club, I guess, is an important a bit of subtext here i think it's a fun movie i don't think about it in this way i don't like yeah and i don't think it has much to say i mean i think it's pretty nihilistic the whole thing like i don't think it's i don't think anybody should see fight club and try to change their life in any way i don't think it's that type of movie but that is kind of what it's reaching for i guess with the whole what's it called what's their secret organization what like I don't even Operation remember Ram or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, to me, it's really just the story of 
this guy feeling like his life is spiraling out of control and then it actually does spiral out of control but not in the way he thought and at the end i just like the mood of just things things that he's involved in but has no understanding of just kind of taking over and he just kind of stands there and accepts it and i like that kind of ending that way of sending off the viewer but as far as like what are the politics of fight club or anything other than that i have no idea car i don't think it's i don't if people are taking any meaning out of it i think that's on them and i think that's a specific type of person who would have fight club on in the background of their college dorm or whatever you were talking about like i don't understand that it's just a movie to me you know yeah okay Really quick pause because I just noticed that uh, it's not called Flight Club. <laughs> I think it's recording through my headphones and not through Yeti. I How's know. that going? Uh, well, it's recording. Let's keep rolling, Car. Should I? Okay. Yeah, and I'm going to keep this in also. Okay. I mean, is it worth switching to Yeti or no? Uh, no. Okay. Let's just Sorry. keep rolling. Okay. <laughs> This will be a good sounding episode. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I guess like, I think you're right. Like, I think basically the politics and meaning of anything outside of the characters are so poorly thought out that even if Fincher was trying to do something with that, I think it miserably fails. So sure. I think the most charitable view of it is like, that's besides the point. That's the point of the movie, though. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and I think also it allows Fincher to just like shoot a bunch of cool stuff, yeah. which I think is mainly what this movie might be. Like, I think that is. That's why I'm here, Kai. Yeah. Like, I think everyone wants to see the fighting scenes and the lie scenes yes. and the, yes. the pixies <sighs> playing at the end and the skyscrapers yeah. exploding. Because I think the other part of this is, okay, we, let's say we're stripping away all of the, the the plot that's being carried out by this organization and the politics there and the fact that the critique of capitalism is like the most boring 12-year-old critique of capitalism you could ever, ever, ever have. Yeah. I think we're still left with an extremely uninteresting set of characters who I don't... I, I didn't, I don't care about them at all. That's the point of the movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like think I that is kind of the point though. Like this only works, this whole organization only works because everyone is faceless and just an angry 20 year old man type of thing. Right? Like that's the whole point. But there's also some semblance of a plot between Edward Norton's character and Helen Baum Carter. That's just like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what this is. Uh, it doesn't make. It's a twist setup, basically. Right. Y right. Yes. And I think like a way to get again, like I think he was trying to get a bunch of cool stuff on screen. He wanted to have some sex scenes. He got that because there was a lady in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just like I think it is a super fun movie and like it's really interesting in the filmography of David Fincher. Yeah. And I think it's the one of the perfect like rewatchable movies. Sure. Um cuz there are it's just a compilation of fun set pieces. Yeah. 
I just don't know if there's anything beyond that. <laughs> like, I, just, yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. the point of the movie. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It has a really nice mood to it. A very David Fincher mood that I like to bathe in. Sometimes. Yeah. I completely agree. And it, I think it's just the fact that this type of story and text like attracts the what does this mean stuff or like I, I I'm just positive there was a whole set of teens who saw this and were like right on Edward Norton like let's I'm not take real him either. down we're like let's take him down and yeah. we should all fight each other like and I don't think David Fincher is so stupid that he didn't realize that was coming okay but beyond that I can't say but I think you're right like, I think David Fincher was aware of what he was making Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know David Fincher's mind too well. Yeah, it would be interesting. I wonder if he's like spoken on this more recently. It, yeah, I'd be fascinated. I mean, thematically, it's really similar to the social network. Yeah, that's true. Like he's just making that movie over and over again, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, one thing I got to say, just uh, David Fincher's style. He he has the ability to shoot a scene at midday and make it feel like it's two in the morning like he just yeah, has that's this super true. like everything's taking place at night feel that i really like to his movies yeah i think because even in like the social network where it's like a courtroom drama essentially yeah. everything feels so perverted like he has a way of making it all making everything he's shooting seem like it shouldn't be happening yeah or like everything is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Constantly. He's very good at that. Yeah. He's that awesome. Tension. I can't wait for yeah. Mank. That'll be interesting. Mansk. Mank. Mansk. Ugh. No, stop. Um, uh, there was one more thing I wanted to say that yes. like I, this isn't nice because it won't. I don't know that you'll be able to have a lot to speak on on this, but oh, um, I realized that. I knew that Mr. Robot was heavily influenced by Fight Club. Oh, no. Um, it's like the same plot for the first Tower of Many episodes. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to do Mr. Robot spoilers, but they do carry out a plot where they erase the national debt. Mm. Um, and I think for there's a myriad of reasons why I think all of it works better. One being that, like, I care about a lot of the characters in Mr. Robot. Yeah. But the second is... Because it's a TV show and we get more time, you get to see all of the after effects of that. And yeah. it is fascinating. Oh, like, okay. sure. Because they think they've saved the world. Yeah. They've set everyone back to zero. Um, but all it does is enable, like, even worse things to happen. Um, yeah. Which I, I guess, like, that's just like a thank you that Fight Club exists because I don't think mm. Sam Esmail would have made... I don't think he would have thought of this. Like, it's so spot on from Fight Club that yeah. um, they even played the Pixie song in Mr. Robot. They do like, not. They do. Yeah. Because I think. Oh, boy. Yeah. I've heard SML or I read something SML said about it. And he was like, I just really didn't want. 
I, he wanted to make it clear that like he knew sure. that he was using the same machination. Yeah, um, yeah. He didn't want everyone on the internet to be like, oh, in Fight Club. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Bad. Uh, I, I, that's basically all I've said about this movie, but man, I love that ending. I just think it's perfect. So stylish. Yeah, it is and great. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like I, I, that song must have been used in so many movies and TV shows at this point and nothing yeah. will ever beat that. Like, no. it's so perfect. Yeah. It's like it yeah. was made for that scene. in a way. Right. Um, are you going to see Fight Club 2? Does that exist? Yeah. He's doing Gone Girl 2 and then he's going to do Fight Club 2. <laughs> <laughs> What's he working on? Mank. I don't know what that is. You keep saying Mansk. It, uh, it is uh coming out on netflix later this year okay um and it is about the screenplay i just want to make sure i get this right one second oh this is like an old-timey movie right like screenwriter of citizen kane oh god that sounds awful i'm excited and then the pixies oh, start playing. <laughs> that's what our gal tuppy middleton is in oh no and the Matrix. Yeah. What a career. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Carr, speaking of the Matrix, mm-hmm. do you want to hear me complain about Mulan for a little bit? Yes, please. It's very bad. Yeah. Um, ask me anything. I don't know. I don't know what to say about Mulan. It's really boring. It's bad. Uh, okay. I, I did some reading on Mulan. I don't think I'll ever watch it at this point. Yeah, you know? you're good. It doesn't seem like it's in the cards. Yeah. Um. I have heard a lot of what seem like very, very valid complaints about the fact that, like, they strip away all of the meaning of the plot by just having everything be magical. Yes. Yeah. How Do you agree? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Because like <laughs> yeah. in Mulan, the cartoon. Yeah. How can I differentiate these? Give me my, my naming scheme. Um, uh, I'll call Mulan, this Tulan. <laughs> so okay. Tulan is the new one. Mulan is the cartoon. <laughs> so in Mulan, um, you have this great... Can I finish? You have this great mm-hmm. sequence, um, be a man, or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. Yeah. Um, and you have Mulan disguised as a soldier, as a man. And you see the whole, uh, this like infantry unit all struggling with the tasks that they are given. Um, and then you have the sequence where Mulan has to climb up this pole to get an arrow out of the top, right? I love that sequence so much. And you Oh my god. <laughs> you see her struggling with it throughout the song and it's a be- it's a fantastic song by the way. Mm-hmm. Mwah, mwah. But anyway. Thank you Donny Osmond. <laughs> Mysterious as the dark side of the moon. And then <laughs> she uses both her strength and her ingenuity because she takes the weights and she uses them to like mm-hmm. get herself up there. And when she does that, it inspires all these other soldiers. And then you see them all kind of getting up to the level they need to be at while right. still retaining, you know, their personality traits. In Toulon, they have to climb a mountain while carrying buckets of water. And then at some point, Mulan realizes she has superpowers. <sighs> And then she climbs a mountain. And there's like no character development coming out of this. And it's not inspiring to the other soldiers because she has magical superpowers that they do yeah. not have. And I'm pretty sure, Car, at some point, 
You know, in the movie Mulan, which is a cartoon from the 90s, um, they figure out that she's a woman, which is very bad for her, I guess, (laughs) in this situation. And then you have like the military general and he is supposed to kill her due to this happening. But he like he he has found this respect for her and she has, you know, proved her loyalty to him. So he does not. Which feels like a big deal because it feels like something he could be reprimanded for. It's something he should be doing that he's not. I well, I want to interject, really. I think there is one other piece of like, I think you gave it the most charitable view. OK, I think Disney is also planting a love interest. in. Oh, there. totally. But that doesn't yeah. really come through in the movie. It comes through in the sequel where they're married or whatever. Oh, I didn't even know about that. I think yeah. it comes through in the movie. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. think Disney could get thought they could get away without having a love interest in a movie at that point. Okay, that's a fair point. Um, I w- I think Mulan of any Disney movie is good about not really focusing on romance too too much. Oh, totally. Yeah, they. It's. I mean, like basically, me and every gal in my life, like that I grew up with agrees this is our favorite Disney movie, or one of the favorite Disney movies because it's just yeah we grew up with princess movies this is the only one that doesn't do all of the bad stuff <laughs> boy don't watch the new one car oh, <laughs> well anyway I guess just the point I was getting at was in the new one he doesn't kill her because she has superpowers and he's like <laughs> oh you're a woman but you can help us fight and then she is no longer disguised as a man and she's just leading them as a woman with superpowers yeah. into battle. And it's like, what? What? Yeah. It's such that a bad movie. sucks. <laughs> yeah. It really misunderstands everything that made the original good. And yeah. Just, I don't, this is, I don't know how to say this politically correctly, but this just feels like it's, pandering to the Chinese film market in a way yeah. that the original did not. Right. Which is like oil and water for me. I can't like, I, I don't, you know, I'm trying to sidestep around some of this, but just like the way that movies are made to, for the Chinese market is not appealing to me in any way. So this feels like that. And is sure. In those ways. Do you know, like a, how does the critical consensus change in the American market and the Chinese market? Do you know? I don't know, but my impression is that this did not do well either place. Okay. Yeah. Which makes sense to me because, I mean, it's not like this was made by a Chinese director or anything. It was made by a woman from New Zealand. It's not like it's pandering for, from an outsider's Disney perspective. It's not like we made this movie in China for China. It's like we made this movie in Disney for Disney, and then we're hoping it does well in China. I don't yeah. Know. And then, I mean, there's all the political stuff around the creation of this movie that I don't know well enough to talk about, but it doesn't it's help. It's not good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we can safely say that. Yeah. But Is uh, there anything you liked? Yes. Okay. There are some gorgeous shots in this movie, for sure. Um, okay. There's a lot that looks not good, because the editing is like... Uh, <laughs> terrible yeah just some of the worst film editing i've ever seen in my entire life it combines the constantly cutting thing that you love so much 
<laughs> with really wonky looking like sped up footage whenever something happens. Yeah. Like I'm because there's this new villain, which is maybe the bright spot of the movie. There's this uh, woman uh, like sorceress. She can shape shift and she yeah. kind of has this relationship with Mulan. That's more interesting than anything else in the movie where she's like, they didn't accept me for who I was. They don't they won't accept you for who you are, which is like this interesting dynamic that wasn't there in the original movie. But uh, anytime she transforms it, she was like, <laughs> she like speeds up really quick in a weird way that doesn't look <laughs> like it was intentional. Um, hmm. But that's an interesting character. I think she can, can like transform into anybody or anything. So, OK, you have fun hijinks with that. But I mean, this movie is like 40 minutes longer than the original cartoon, which Oof. is not earned in any way. It's so boring and nothing no fun happens. songs. No, not a single fun song. Um, I don't think Mushu helped the original film. He's not here. I won't comment on whether that's good or bad. Uh, there's no cricket. Um, she doesn't say I mean, like, it, I, like, it makes sense why Mushu is not in yes. the new movie, and I think that's fair. Yes. But don't you need to find a way to make it funny if he's not in the movie? Um... No, apparently I don't. That's kind of the thing, I guess. That's my main point here is if I was a kid, Disney is letting me down, man. Yeah. This is not fun. Childhood movies is Aladdin remake and Mulan remake and Lion King remake. This is not what like I don't know what kids childhood memories of movies are going to be at this point. It's like minions and freaking garbage over and over. Yeah. And I don't. It is. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead. No, it's just so weird to think about, like, I guess I don't really remember going to Disney movies in theaters, but I can imagine what it would have been like to, like, go see Mulan in a theater and just be like, oh, my God, as a kid. You know what I mean? And, like, how magical that would have been versus this would probably be like, oh, the action stuff was really cool. I I would imagine. It's not. Um, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It just, yeah, I completely agree. It feels like such a bummer. Well, it's just, it's a two hour long live action movie. Like, it, yeah, it's not what kids are into, I would think. I don't yeah. know. Um, and you, there's no, as a kid, and I think we did see Milan in theaters, by the way. As a really? kid. Really? Crazy. There are moments like when they come across the burned down village and there's the doll. And all that yeah. stuff that translated to me as a kid, I understood oh, the yeah. gravity of that situation. There's none of that in here. Like, there's oh, no, ugh. there's no emotional, you know, terrain to it. It's just like, it's just like flatline, mm. boring live action movies. So, not recommended. Yeah, for forty dollars, Christ. Disney's got to figure it out. I just don't get like how they can be so off base. I don't know. And yet make all this money still forever. Yeah, but like (laughs) there are talented writers out there. You don't need to do this. I don't know. But are they talented for writing for a Chinese blockbuster audience necessarily? I I don't know. I just mean like make original content. Like I I don't know. There's no excuse. That's not going to happen, Card. You're you're dreaming. (sighs) Go talk to Villa de Nouveau doing his sci-fi book adaptations. (laughs) Very good. Um, Very good. Speaking of book adaptations, Car. Yes. Should we talk about the Lost City of Zed? Sure. Okay. I was wondering if you would go UK or American there. 
I like Zed a lot. Yeah, I like Zed that he good. says Zed in the movie too. Well, of course he's going to. Because I was just going to say that as a joke, and then he said it, and I was like, yes, yes, this is awesome. Yeah. What'd you think, Car? I liked it a lot. Okay. Which director um, is this? This is uh, Ed Astra. James Gray. Yeah. Okay. Ed Astra guy. Okay. Um. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I like. I think there's a lot of wonderful stuff going on like i guess the general overview is it's a true story which do they say that at the beginning mm. i this is me saying i didn't realize that till the end oh, which okay. sure. uh i think i think speaks more to me as like a dummy than like anything about the i movie. would uh, i would maybe uh soften that a little and say this is based on a real person yes yeah yeah, yeah. okay that's true Um, and I guess like my general thoughts on that are, I think that made me like all of it less. Um, like that felt like a bummer. Okay. Um, so the movie is generally about a, a a person in the military in the UK in the early 20th century who, uh, his family name is has been besmirched by his father's like gambling and drinking habits, I guess. Yes. And he's trying to rise in the ranks in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, and his opportunity to do so is to go, um, I guess essentially be a cartographer in somewhere in like Bolivia and Brazil. Yeah. Does that all sound right? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I mean, they're just having like a dispute over boundaries and they're trying to avoid because there's rubber factories, you see. Yes. So they, yeah. he's being sent in as like a third party to map the area in yeah. order to prevent fighting. By and the, personally, in order to, um, to have his family his name be redeemed. Yes. But it, it's at the behest of like the army, right? Or like some right. organization. Is oh, it's the, yeah, like uh, it's like the National Geographic Society or something. Right. Zoo pals, zoo books. Good lord. Okay. So yeah, so it's that. It's a movie. It's an adventure him. movie, and yeah. it's he ends up finding um finding ruins to suggest that there was like this very um, sophisticated civilization, which he refers to as the Lost City of Z. He reports on it um, and is determined to find it, I think, both personally and supposedly to prove that, like, um, the people living there are more sophisticated than they would have been thought to be by, yeah. uh, I guess, like, colonialists, essentially. Yeah. Uh this is my major issue, I guess, with the movie is just uh, and I don't I don't know this man's life. You know, I don't know the true story of what happened, but he is written as a. Uh, he's not written in a way that feels realistic to the time period or what I understand the actual person was like, where he is basically an anti-racist within a society, a society of racists who is married to a feminist or whatever. It's just, he is written as like a hero in a way that doesn't feel realistic at all. And which doesn't, I don't think feel necessary to the story they're trying to tell. It just feels like they're trying to put a spin on it in a way. See, I, 
I disagree. I think I I have to separate this from this being a real person. Yeah. Like, I don't know how else to talk about it, but um, I think that's like the reason for this movie to exist is I certainly never want to see another adventure movie. That's just like totally devoid of any interesting conversation around like what it means to uh, colonize. Yeah. Like I just, I, God, we have so many of those and they're all the same and it's all awful. They all star Um, Mel Gibson. I mean, honestly they do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think where it fails for me is like, he is, He's so virtuous um, in in this pursuit, but completely fails to recognize he will do harm to these people that he is trying to uncover. And like, I think it's late enough in the game of colonialism that he should have known better. And like, I, I, I wish and I think it would make it more interesting if that was somehow pointed out. Like, I don't yeah. know that I want him to be like, oh, actually, I shouldn't do this because um, I will destroy their community. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be more interesting if another character or something brought up, hey, aren't you contributing to the system that you're trying to educate? Right. Um, and that, like, I think it genuinely really does suck that that's not brought into the movie because... <sighs> It's just, it feels like a lost opportunity, and I think I think it would hu- humanize the character more. Yeah. Though we do get some of that, I think, in the relationship with his wife, um, which I think is also so fascinating. And I like it. I guess yeah. I don't know the time, but yeah. I do believe that there were couples like this out there. Sure. Um, and this is certainly the first time I've ever seen them portrayed um, where they're they're having these at least slightly more nuanced conversations. And we're seeing a version of the uh, trope of wife who has to stay home while dude goes out and like adventures or goes to space or goes to war or whatever. Um, yeah. That's like she's a human being. <laughs> we yeah. like get that a little bit, which is cool. Um yeah, so there's like there's a a ton I like about this movie, and then I think, yeah, again the major pitfall for me is it goes like sixty percent of the way there, and I yeah. wish I had gone eighty percent of the way there. Okay, yeah, I think just generally I don't really buy any of these people as humans, um, which is not as detrimental to this movie as it could have been, I guess. But um, I didn't have. Like the main guy just kind of feel, like it's just like his noble quest and he's just that character and he talks weird and <laughs> he has this like really weird way of talking where it's like me doing that accent or something. It's like, hello, <laughs> I've given you my horse. He just sounds like the guy from there will be <laughs> I don't know. The character stuff didn't really hit for me, but uh, okay. the. And I'm. I, I, uh, this movie was really boring. I thought for, let's say half of it. Okay. It kind of alternated between, oh, this is really good. And then like, 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 <laughs> like oh, he's home again. And then he's going to go up. Like, I, yeah. His son yeah. doesn't recognize him. But there's really good, um, the way it is shot is 
absolutely gorgeous and so beautiful <laughs> oh my god they are so good at um kind of drawing the tension out of the situation and the interpersonal stuff that happens within a crew of people in this unknown yeah. land going through and um it, it yeah it was a really weirdly oscillating experience where i was like really into it and then i would lose interest and i would be back in and i would lose yeah. interest over and over again so did that happen because i think where that happened for me not so much that it became boring but that i was bored of it was just when it returned to all the tropes where yeah. like when he, yeah when he went back home and you knew okay there's gonna be an argument between him and his kids and his wife and like yeah. that's it's inevitable but i think that's why yeah yeah but then they throw in like the world war one stuff which i thought was incredible yeah um i would watch a world war one movie made by this director because i thought that stuff was excellent um but it's not enough to like like at, at some point i'm just fatigued of him adventuring in the jungle which does not feel like the point of the movie so okay right like the whole point is that it's not fatigue and that he wants to keep doing it that he's driven but then you get like the 80th scene of him in a boat and then they shoot arrows at the boat or something. I was never fatigued by that. Okay. I think like any time they were adventuring, I was yeah. captivated. Yeah. And I just like the way that the director and I think Charlie Hunnam does a really good job with this. Just like you feel how passionate this man is about what he's doing and yeah. like that is so complicated by everything I said earlier, where like he probably shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. I, like this is not for the greater good in all likelihood. But if you're going to set that aside or just view this as like a character study of a person, it it's just so like romantic. Yeah. <laughs> like the scene in the World War One stuff where he's having his palm read and the setting just like changes to the jungle. Yeah. I was like swept away by that. Aww. I thought it was so beautiful. And I, they do it again with his wife at the end where you, the last shot of her is her walking to the jungle because something we haven't talked about is like she also deeply wants to be an explorer, essentially, and she'll yeah. never be able to do that. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it, it, yeah, it's, it feels like such a love story of just a man with his passion. Yeah. And I totally bought into all of that. Yeah. And I was especially knocked on my booty by all the, uh, not all of the, because there's very few of them, but uh, like when they're on the train and towards the end, him and uh, Spider-Man are on the train. <laughs> and then uh, it kind of cuts to this really well done, like really sticks out in my mind, this shot of like the children's beds. But it's moving like the train is moving. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. Like stuff like that is just like fantastic movie yeah. making but uh not enough i guess of that in this movie um like if it was if this was more like uh like a terrence malick movie or something <laughs> where there was a lot of like cutting to these like naturalistic shots as as a form of storytelling um, yeah i think that would have been better but instead you have this like middle hour where the one guy is a jerk and he's sick, and then they're like, "Well, what are we gonna do with the sick guy?" But then he is so evil. I know. <laughs> like I have, they were very effective at making him the worst person. Yeah, just like alive. you don't want him oh here. Oh my god! Get rid of him. I wanted them to kill him so badly. Oh yeah. my god! 
and they don't even no. at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then you get him holding the book up and the arrow hits it. And then you get these like flashes yeah. to his children and like all that stuff was so good. And I just wish yeah. there was more of that going on. Cause I think that gets at his character a lot better than him talking does. Yeah. It's every time you mention like one of the specific shots you're talking about, yeah. I literally got chills. Like yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. some of this stuff is so potently magical. It's yeah. like, yeah, breathtaking. Very good looking. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. excited to dig into his stuff more because I think like you mentioned this earlier, like there's a lot of parallels with that Astra. Yeah. And I think you could say a lot of the same stuff. I I I, hmm, I need to revisit Ad Astra as well, yeah. but um, I feel like there were more strong emotional beats in this one than there were in Ad Astra. But Ad Astra yeah. is like one of the most incredible looking movies I've ever seen. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think I would like Ad Astra more revisiting revisiting it. Yeah, I think because it it goes a lot of different ways, and I think it's yeah. helpful to take like the I don't think it's even suspenseful like yeah. at all, but yeah. to take like the not knowing out of it would probably mm-hmm. help. Because now that I know what that movie is trying to do, I feel like I would appreciate it more. What yeah happens in that movie, which is nothing, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ask like a, okay, so we've both seen two James Gray movies. I I like hear at least these two and maybe his larger filmography critique so much as like peak boomer. Really, and that is yes, which is I don't get feels that at all. so off base to me. Yeah, and like I've, I I feel like he's hunt. I think he's exploring like boomer eat topics i guess of like fathers and sons but in totally different ways i don't know that's pretty universal yeah exactly like those stories will always be told forever i don't know yeah no i don't get that sense at all okay Um, i can see why someone would say that uh but i never was like man our dad would love this movie while watching either of these movies yeah which like I don't know. Yeah, that just feels super reductive to me. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Spider-Man's in it. Because <laughs> he has a What's monster. More okay, we need to Z. talk about Robbie Pat Pat in this. He was like barely in it, though. <laughs> but he was so wonderful. Like, I, was I so couldn't wonderful. describe his character to you at all. Like, he was there. I think it's just so fun to see him as bumbling idiot. Like yeah, with glasses. Kind of drunk, <clears throat> silly. With his skin peeling off his face. Oh, something gross. bad happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I loved him in this a lot. I think it's magical how... I mean... Just, <laughs> this is so stupid. Robert Pattinson's, like, bone structure is so incredible. And when you cover that <sighs> up by a beard, he just, like, becomes any person. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird to me. I don't know. He could be Sherlock Holmes in, like, a good Sherlock Holmes reboot. Totally. Yeah. Okay. <gasps> Which, oh my God. Yes? Okay. I need to describe a sensation to you. Uh-oh. You know, when you're like almost in a car accident or something <laughs> and then you're not in the, like everything okay. Okay. like time stops, but it yeah. turns out. Okay. Okay. Same sensation. When I read that this was almost Benedict Cumberbatch as oh the main gosh. role. I, as can't the imagine anything worse. Roddy Pad Pat role? <laughs> no, as the main character. As Percy Fawcett. I can see it, but yeah, that would have been worse, I think. It would right? have been so much worse. Yeah. 
Oh my god. I can't really see him going through the jungle in no. the same way. I can picture him in the outfit and it's awful. Okay. But this guy in this movie is kind of like a thuggish quality to him that yes. I think works pretty well. Yeah. Hmm. So just thank God, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I pray every night. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Power, any other movies you'd like to chat about? I can do a quick thing on L. L has Hit been me. hurting my brain for the past week since Ooh. I watched it. I feel. Go on. Um, do you know anything about L? Um, just because I saw you had watched it and I looked into it a little. Okay. I mean, yeah, Elle is the Isabelle Huppert <laughs> mm, mm, movie, okay. Paul Verhoeven. Yes. Verhoeven. Total movie. recall guy. And Basic Instinct and other. Sure. Um, movie from like 2016 or 17, uh, which I think is billed or was billed to me. Maybe not by the people who created the movie, but by people talking about it as woman is raped and then falls in love with the rapist. Mm. Um, and that sure didn't set me up to like it. Mm. <laughs> and it is I think it's a really, really well made movie. Um, and I think I had an Oh, gosh, it just in the first like five minutes alienates you or at least alienated me because mm. it there is an extremely, extremely graphic and gratuitous rape scene immediately. That is the first thing we see, um, which, man, I don't know how to like it. I think like it, personally, I just don't think those should happen that they shouldn't happen like this anymore. Yeah, like I think there are ways to explore that terrible violent thing without being indulgent about it um and this felt really indulgent um so then everything after that felt like it was trying to like grab background at least for me personally okay um and i think it did (laughs) i think that's it's so weird because i think it it's so interesting. And like, it is true that the movie ends up being her, like having an affair with the man who raped her, but it's not, I guess I was under the impression that, um, those two things were linked. Yeah. And spoiler alert, they're not. Okay. Um, huh. That, okay. Sure. What a weird spoiler. What a weird. Okay. <laughs> yes. And I think, and it ends up just like kind of exploring um, like danger in relationships in really interesting ways. And like there's also a really important point hmm. when you're looking at how this movie plays out where she is the daughter of a mass murderer and she may have played a part in the mass murder. So like okay. <laughs> we're looking at morally um troubling things across the board and okay. i think that kind of opens it up a lot more where okay. it, it everything is 30 levels of complex and difficult to understand okay um and obviously doesn't excuse any of the terrible stuff that happens but it's not like this it's not like just a terrible thing happens to a normal person and then she like falls in love with the terrible thing. That's not it at all. Okay. 
Um, and then it's also like, I, I think beyond that immediate plot. And I think like the most like talked about part of the plot, it's about 50 other things. Like she is the CEO of a video game company. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. But like I think this movie, <laughs> this movie is really funny. Um, and a lot of it is just like this very, um, competent woman is like, has to be the leader of all of these bumbling software engineers. Um, okay. And it's, and they're so, I think either afraid and angry at the fact that she's like this, like strong sexual woman and also enamored by it. And that's really interesting. And there's like affairs happening with her and her friends and their husbands and her her mom, who was married to a mass murderer, is now, like, marrying a 20-something male prostitute. Like, there's, okay. like, okay. It, it, this movie is boundless. I sure. don't know. <laughs> it sounds pretty and interesting. I mean. I highly recommend it with the caveat of, like, of course, if a rape scene in the first five minutes of a movie is going to be... Uh, challenge for you please don't like yeah. it is and it it shows it again and again yeah. Yeah. um and i think that remains a criticism for me like there's a way to do this movie that just doesn't it's gonna have a rape scene in it no matter what because that's the plot um but maybe just don't do it like he did i think this is also interesting because i saw basic instinct and this director has a again gratuitous rape scene that has nothing to do with the plot Hmm. Um, so I don't think he knows what he's doing there. Is okay. essentially the or he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he's grown since that movie was, hmm. I, I don't know when that hmm. came out, like 80s, 90s. Um, hard to say. Yeah. But I think this movie is, it's grown on me. I, I think it will continue to grow on me. And if you're uh, like mentally okay watching it, I recommend it. Okay. So trigger warning on L. Huge but, trigger warning. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think it like, I, I think it's so well known that that's what the movie is about that. Like hopefully no one unknowingly went into that movie, but sure. yeah. I had never heard of it. So I assume anyone who has heard of it knows what's up with it. Yeah. Hmm. There's a cute cat. Whatever. No <laughs> stop. No. <laughs> um okay any other movies card before we jump into new releases no let's do it okay um okay oop, oop, there's oop, some oop, fun oop. stuff coming me thanks hit me okay i will um so we have four coming out uh friday september 18th there's five there's five. Oh, sorry. One of the descriptions was so long I had to scroll. Oh. <laughs> right there are five. No, stop. <laughs> I think the first one is like the one. There are two on here that I'd heard about previously. The first one is like the bigger one, which is Antebellum. Sure. Um, I guess. Okay. So the description here is a successful author finds herself in horrifying reality whoa, and must figure whoa, out whoa, them. Whoa, 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 what? whoa. This description is not. Yes, agreed. <laughs> hmm. Yes, 
I I I completely agree. Okay. I wouldn't have guessed that this is a description for the movie, but here we are. Successful successful author finds herself in a horrifying reality and must figure out the mystery behind it before it's too late. That's like describing The Shining as like a family goes to a hotel. Correct. What are we doing? I don't know. Okay. It's starring Janelle Monet. Yeah. I feel like this movie started having trailers for it about 10 years ago. Yeah. I've seen this trailer so many times in theaters. A plane disappears. Which, boy oh boy, did that feel like lost. I was so yeah. excited yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, I was excited for this. Um, you you and were excited yes, about it? Yes. Yeah. Because all of the reviews so far are awful. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Huh. Granted, it's a select few. Like, I think it's yeah. a certain group of critics. But yeah, it does not sound like this really? is Really? This was kind of, I thought, being set up as like one of the prestige horror-ish movies Me of too. the year. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Do you think it would have done... Well, I guess we don't know anything about it, so never mind. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I think people still watch it. Like, I, yeah. I, I like Janelle I'm going to watching it, I'm sure. Okay, <laughs> Well, I don't know. It looked interesting from the trailer. Yeah. No, it does look interesting. Like, I, that's the thing. I'll go on the journey. I don't know. Yeah. Janelle yeah. Monet is awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. I love her. So, what's the problem, critics? Come on. <laughs> no, stop. What about about endlessness? Ooh. Yeah. Do I have to read this description? I'll read it. Okay, thank you. About endlessness is a reflection on human life. In all its beauty and cruelty, its splendor and banality, we wander dreamlike, gently guided by our Scheherazade-esque narrator. In, narrator. <laughs> in cons- I'm only like a fourth of the way through this description. Inconsequential moments take on the same significance as historical events. A couple floats <laughs> over a war-torn cologne. On the way to a birthday party, a father stops to tie his daughter's shoelaces in the <laughs> What am I reading? Teenage girls dance outside a cafe. <laughs> I can't do this. You don't have to. You can stop. A defeated army marches to a prisoner of war camp. Simultaneously, an ode and a lament. About endlessness presents a kaleidoscope of all that is eternally human. An infinite story of the power about a day of existence. That really reminded me of the speech that Dumbledore gives when he's <laughs> describing the Triwizard Tournament. Oh, a legendary event. Legendary. <laughs> that was a nice compliment. Thank you. Yeah. What the hell did I just read, Car? I don't know. I have nothing to say about this. It sounds like David Lynch having a fever dream or something. <laughs> it's I think it's like an art house something. I I'll never watch this and I don't think I'm gonna be But it has a Shahrazad esque narrator. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> the devil all the time, Car. This is the other one that I'd heard about, okay. and I'm excited to watch this. Um, okay. Cynic sinister characters converge around a young woman devoted to Man. protecting those. Wow, did I say woman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's funny. Okay. Uh, sinister characters converge around a young man devoted to protecting those he loves in a, post, <laughs> in a post-war backwoods town teeming with corruption and brutality. Um, 
These descriptions say- are so bad, Car. Well, they're copied no, from the. No, I'm not saying you wrote them. I'm just saying, what are we doing? <laughs> they're all like the most who- vague. Like this could be one of eight hundred movies. Yeah, and I'm kind of I'm happy that I don't know much about this movie. Um, sure. Like or the machinations of the plot of this movie. Um, but there are a host of reasons why I'm excited about it from the people mm-hmm. involved, which do include Bill Skarsgård, Tom Holland, Robbie mm-hmm. Papat, and Haley Bennett, who was in Swallow, which is one of my favorites this year. Hmm. And then I looked up who the director is. It's Antonio Campos. Of and course. he's the director of Christine, which was one of like like one of those like um a favorite movie of mine that just feels like it it never got any like yeah. it, no one paid attention sort of thing. Yeah. So I'm I'm delighted. Carly's amped about the devil all the time. Yeah. My girl wants to devil all the time. Devil all the time. Devil all the time. <laughs> Does this entice you at all? No. This okay. description, you saying names of people makes it seem like you're excited for it. So in that yeah. way, maybe. But uh this description is the most vague thing I've ever heard. So, yeah. Uh, and also, I don't support Netflix. Um, the Nest oh, car. I don't know what that means. It's the first time you told me about that. <laughs> Do you want to read the description for The Nest? Yes, I'm also very excited about this. Okay. Um, but I had not heard of this until uh, earlier today. So, life for an entrepreneur and his American family begin to take a twisted turn after moving into an English country manor. Um, Great so description. Yes. By the director of Martha Marcy, May Marlene, which we both saw. Oh, no. Yeah. I liked. You did not like. Um, huh. And starring Jude Law and Carrie Coon, both of whom I like very much. Okay. Uh, I watched a trailer for this one, and okay. it seems right up my alley. Is it a horror <laughs> movie? It sounds like it could be. I thought it was going to be from the description. Um, I think it's more like... Uh, I'm trying to think of a comparison. Um, I think like unsettling. Yeah, we talked thriller. about that before. There's nothing. I don't think it's even the thriller. Maybe the snoozer. Uh, no, more snoozer. of what I got from the trailer is like Jula is this man who maybe recently came into money and like does not know how to go about that like he yeah. it becomes his world in a way that's extremely inappropriate uh okay. just for him as a person and treats his family awful and all okay. that sort of stuff the social network got it sure okay hmm. and then we have this mystery fifth movie that tucker found um <laughs> can i read the description of Please no do. escape yeah <clears throat> no escape American businessman Jack Dwyer. <laughs> why, why are you talking like that? <laughs> Wife Annie and their two young daughters arrive in Southeast Asia to begin a new life. As his company plans to improve the region's water quality, the family quickly learns that they're right in the middle of a political uprising. Armed rebels attack the hotel where they're staying, ordered to kill any foreigners that they encounter. Amid utter chaos, Jack must find a way to save himself and his loved ones from the violence erupting all around them. Now, let me read uh, The Devil All the Time. Sinister characters converge around a young man devoted to protecting those he loves. Now, let me read the last sentence here. 
Jack must find a way to save himself and his loved ones from the violence <laughs> erupting all around them. <laughs> Your point? <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds awful. Uh, Owen Wilson's yes. on Yes. Yeah, that... Love him, not a great sign, I don't think. <laughs> that he's in it? Yeah. <laughs> but you love him? Yeah. Okay. I don't want him to be in stuff like this. Yeah, this sounds rough, Car. Yeah. This sounds like... An Amazon Prime original movie starring right. Jack Krasinski or whatever his name is. Jack Krasinski. <laughs> What's his name? John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Jack Ryan. Jack Dwyer. Hmm. American businessman. Okay. Life for an entrepreneur and his American businessman no, family stop, begin to take stop, a twist and turn. Stop. <laughs> oh, movies suck. Car, what am I watching for Holy next episode? Wow, you're coming in hot. What? My LaCroix is hitting. Oh, boy. Yeah, it always does. Mm. Um, do we want to do, like, I choose one, you choose one? Um, I don't really have one ready. Okay. Well, the one I was going to suggest is Risky Business. Okay. I thought that would be fun. Okay. Love Tom Cruise. Okay. Um, and then I'm gonna have to pull another one just out of my tush. No, I can. Um, I, I uh, tenant. Um, mm, <laughs> oh, uh, mm, mm. Hmm. I don't have one ready, car. Okay, then let me. I thought you were gonna deliver, so I I, I got we out. We need my to watch talk list. about Kevin. How about a Lake Mungo? <laughs> Run that by me one more time. Lake Mungo. <laughs> so. Is this your wrestler name? Lake yes. Mungo. It's a scary. An American businessman. No, stop. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, cool. Why not? That's fun. Yeah, okay, sure. If you say so. I love that your uh, icon is uh, him yawning from running. That's fantastic. I had to, it took a lot to get that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are no high enough quality images to use available on the internet. I'd believe it. And you can't screenshot from Netflix. Can you not? That's funny. No. Nope. They black it, it out? Yeah. That's funny. Okay. Sucks. Okay. Um... When we get uh, back from our uh, sojourn, mm-hmm. our off week, Saw movies? <gasps> yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Which ones have you seen? I've seen all of them. You've seen all of them? Yeah, like multiple maybe do times. No, 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 no. I haven't done it since high school. I desperately want to do this. <laughs> okay, because I've only seen the first two. two. They're all... The they become one in the mind of history. Okay, very good. I am very excited about this. You saw all of them? There's like yes. eight of them. It was a thing my friends and I did. Oh. I don't know. Did you see the 3D one? No, I guess maybe I haven't seen any that came out since like 2014 or so. God, okay. Are I don't know f- if there were any. Are you ready for the reboot? Yeah. Okay. Except, it, yeah, I is it what's the deal it is or it isn't funny oh i have no idea i hope it's not funny okay because that's just scary movie three or whatever where it's like dr <laughs> phil sawing off his foot 
It's so funny because I saw those movies before I saw any of the ones it referenced. <laughs> yeah. And then you saw so Signs and you're like, oh, this isn't funny Yes, at exactly. All. Like, so it, I don't know. What a weird context to jump into everything with. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Signs sucks. But that's a story for another day. Car. Yeah. Let's take the pills down out the windows and move okay. to a foreign country where armed rebels are ready to kill. <laughs> Zed. Do you think Owen Wilson will overcome this hardship and learn something about himself? I hope so. Wow. <laughs>